Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from, we welcome you. Whomever you love, we welcome you. My name is Lori Fatchett McGee, and it is my privilege to serve as worship leader for today's service. I'm joined today by worship associate Elaine Bowen and music director Hal Walker. We are delighted to welcome you to this religious community. We light our chalice with these words by William Safford. It could happen any time. Tornado, earthquake, Armageddon. It could happen. Or sunshine, love, salvation. It could, you know. That's why we wake and look out. No guarantees in this life but some bonuses, like morning, like right now, like noon, like evening. Yes. Hope, on one hand, is an absurdity too embarrassing to speak about, for it flies in the face of all those claims we have been told are facts. Hope is the refusal to accept the reading of reality which is the majority opinion, and one does that at great political and existential risk. On the other hand, hope is subversive, for it limits the grandiose pretension of the presence, daring to announce that the present to which we have all made commitments is now called into question. Will you please join me now in the spirit of prayer or meditation as is your practice. This prayer will have two parts for you to speak. You will know what to do when it arrives. Spirit of life and of love, spirit of mystery and wonder, we come today into this room out of many rooms, rooms filled with joy and gladness, rooms filled with sorrow and pain, rooms that have both. No one knows what we carry in our secret heart, but we carry it with us everywhere we go. The world is filled with news that seems more dismaying every time we open the computer or turn on the TV. There are things which cause us pain in the world even though they're not happening to us, they're happening around us, they're happening to human beings and animals and the earth and the plants and this makes us sad. Some of those things are
things make us sad, they make us hurt, they hurt our world and who we are. But there are also things that give us hope. Sometimes you have to look really hard, but the hope is there. The things that give us hope are give us hope than make us sad. And this is what we need to hold on to. Sometimes it's hard to find the hope, but you must look. You must. Amen. Blessed be. This is a song by our friend Matt Watroba. I think it was just written very recently in it. It gives me some hope. He goes, Could you love me If I don't look like you Is love deeper Is it stronger Something hidden Something true If I stare a little longer Will I see myself in you Could you love me If I don't look like you Could you love me If I don't think like you Is love deeper Is it stronger Something hidden Something true If I stare a little longer Will I see myself in you Could you love me If I don't look like you Life's a burning candle And it would shame if we ignore the difference between the smoke and the flame could you love me if I don't pray like you is love deeper is it stronger something hidden something true if I stare a little longer will I see myself in you 
you love me if I don't pray like you? Is it stronger, something hidden, something true? If I stare a little longer, will I see myself in you? Could you love me if I am not like you? This is a poem by Jesse Elder. I urge you to be gently and respectfully dangerous to the status quo, for they will benefit mightily from being confronted by the adventure of your refusal to conform. If you think average means safe, you are not paying very much attention. I've found that I'm happiest when I fit in with the weird ones. Those different, sweet and savage souls who have chosen to be unique notes, pitched in battle, who follow some silent and invisible swan song known only to them, not the same constrained monotony of mangled chords which the suppression of spirit strangles out quietly in a sea of manipulative meetings and loosened neckties, denoting faux freedom. These are costumes meant to hold up customs and long dead antiquities, such as retirement, centralized control, and treating people as fodder in the decaying machine of manufactured needs. Customers consumed in the dying gasps of a crumbling patriarchy. Freedom isn't free, but it is simple, requiring only the constant choice to move against the enormous social gravity of a society filled with the buzzing momentum of drones and a few weakly held positions that are soon to be expired. Follow the song of your soul, that soundless hum that whispers inside your head and gut. It knows your reason for being here, and it will show you the way if you let it. If I may humbly make a suggestion, 
Stop chasing, for you are the prize. Stop controlling, for surrender contains more freedom than you can imagine. Start listening to yourself and to others and to what this planet can tell you. Start moving, for movement is life. And be responsibly dangerous. Because in a world of dulled conformity, it is the only way to advance. By Clarissa Pinkola Estes. My friends, do not lose heart. We are made for these times. I have heard from so many recently who are deeply and properly bewildered. They are concerned about the state of affairs in our world now. Ours is a time of almost daily astonishment and often righteous rage over the latest degradations of what matters most to civilized visionary people. You are right in your assessments. The luster and hubris some have aspired to while endorsing acts so heinous against children, elders, everyday people, the poor, the unguarded, the helpless is breathtaking. Yet, I urge you, ask you, gentle you, Please do not spend your spirit dry by bewailing these difficult times. Especially, do not lose hope. Most particularly because the fact is we were made for these times. Yes, for years we have been learning, practicing, been in training for and just waiting to meet on this exact plane of engagement. I grew up on the Great Lakes and recognize a seaworthy vessel when I see one. Regarding awakened souls, there have never been more able vessels in the waters than there are right now across the world. And they are fully provisioned and able to signal one another as never before in the history of humankind. Look out over the prow. There are millions of boats of righteous souls on the waters with you. Even though your veneers may shiver from every wave in this stormy royal, I assure you that the long timbers composing your prow and rudder come from a greater forest. That long-grained lumber is known to withstand storms, to hold together, to hold its own, and to advance regardless. In any dark time, there is a tendency to veer toward fainting over how much is wrong or unmended in the world. Do not focus on that. There is a tendency, too, to fall into being weakened by dwelling on what is outside of your reach by what cannot yet be. Do not focus there. That is spending the wind without raising the sails. We are needed. That is all we can know. 
And though we meet resistance, we more so will meet great souls who hail us, love us and guide us, and we will know them when they appear. Didn't you say you're a believer? Didn't you say you pledged to listen to a voice greater? Didn't you ask for grace? Don't you remember that to be in grace means to submit to the voice greater? Ours is not the task of fixing the entire world all at once, but of stretching out to mend the part of the world that is within our reach. Any small, calm thing that one soul can do to help another soul, to assist some portion of the poor suffering world, will help immensely. It is not given to us to know which acts or by whom will cause the critical mass to tip toward an enduring good. What is needed for dramatic change is an accumulation of acts, adding, adding to, adding more, continuing. We know that it does not take everyone on earth to bring justice and peace, but only a small determined group who will not give up during the first, second, or hundredth gale. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Soul on deck shines like gold in dark times. The light of the soul throws sparks can send up flares, build signal fires, causes proper matters to catch fire. To display the lantern of soul in shadowy times like this, to be fierce and show mercy toward others, both are acts of immense bravery and greatest necessity. Struggling souls catch light from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. If you would help to calm the tumult, this is one of the strongest things you can do. There will always be times you will feel discouraged. I too have felt despair many times in my life, but I do not keep a chair for it. I will not entertain it, it is not allowed to eat from my plate. The reason is this. In my uttermost bones, I know something, as do you. It is that there can be no despair when you remember why you came to earth, who you serve, and who sent you here. The good words we say and the good deeds we do are not ours. They are the words and deeds of the one who brought us here. In that spirit, I hope you will write this on your wall. When a great ship is in harbor and moored, it is safe. There can be no doubt, but that is not what great ships are built for.
Another poem called Dependence Day by John Daniel. It would be a quieter holiday. No fireworks or loud parades. No speeches, no salutes to any flag. A day of staying home instead of crowding away. A day we celebrate nothing gained in war but what we're given. How the sun's warmth is democratic, touching everyone. And the rain is democratic, too. How the strongest branches in the wind give themselves as they resist, resist, and give themselves. How birds could have no freedom without the planet's weight to wing against. How Earth itself could come to be only when a whirling cloud of dust pledged allegiance as a world. Circling dependently around a star, and the star blossomed into fire from the ash of other stars. And once, at the dark zero of our time, a blaze of revolutionary light exploded out of nowhere, out of nothing because nothing needed the light, as the brilliance of the light itself needs nothing. Outside Inside by Laura Bogle. Outside, the flags fly. Down the highway, hanging on the back of large trucks or the chest of a man. Outside, there is grabbing and taking, a staking and restaking of territory claimed. The roads cut, the oil burned, blockades erected and walls built. Outside, the borders between us are made visible in noise, colors, ballots, signs, and signals. Inside resides the breath of common ancestors, the child who plays with no thought of malice, the heart tuned towards suffering, the taste of figs ripening in the lingering autumn heat, the sliver of an orange moon low in the evening November sky. Inside, begin something you might call a prayer. Let us kneel down. Not to God, a nation, or ideology, but to what is inside. A feeling, a connection, a welling like the waters at the very beginning of time, unpolluted and gently flowing, sweet and dark and healing, let us kneel down to the persistent possibility that the life and the love within prevail. Let us release what is inside outward in beauty spilling toward each other until all merges unstoppable well of knowing that we will ever be saved by one another. This is an excerpt from former President Obama's farewell speech 
given on January 10th of this year. Change only happens when ordinary people get involved, get engaged, and come together to demand it. This is the beating heart of our American idea, our bold experiment in self-government. Our founders gifted us the freedom to chase our individual dreams through sweat, toil, imagination, and the essential spirit of innovation and practical problem solving. It is that spirit that made us an economic powerhouse, the spirit that took flight at Kitty Hawk and Cape Canaveral, the spirit that cures disease and put a computer in every pocket. It is that spirit that allowed us to resist the lure of fascism during the Great Depression and build a post-World War II order with other democracies, an order-based human rights, freedoms of religion, speech, assembly, and an independent press. And our founding fathers gave us the imperative to strive together as well, to achieve a greater good. For 240 years, our nation's call to citizenship has given work and purpose to each new generation. It's what pushed women to reach for the ballot, powered workers to organize, GIs to give their lives at Normandy Beach and Iwo Jima, Iraq and Afghanistan, and why men and women marching on Selma were prepared to give theirs as well. The essential spirit of innovation and practical problem solving guided our founders. It's that spirit that makes us who we are today. Yes, our progress has been uneven. The work of democracy has always been hard contentious, and sometimes bloody. For every two steps forward, it often feels like we take one step back. For too many of us, it's become safer to retreat into our own bubbles, whether in our neighborhoods or college campuses or places of worship or our social media feeds, surrounded by people who look like us and share the same political outlook and never change our assumptions. We become so secure in our bubbles that we accept only information, whether true or not, that fits our opinions, instead of basing our opinions on the evidence that's out there. All of us have more work to do. So regardless of the station we occupy, we have to try harder. To start with the premise that each of our fellow citizens loves this country just as much as we do that they value hard work and family like we do, that their children are just as curious and hopeful and worthy of love as our own. Despite all our outward differences, we all share the same proud title, citizen. It falls to each of us to be those anxious, jealous guardians of our democracy, to embrace the joyous task we've been given to continually try to improve this great nation of ours. Ultimately, that's what our democracy demands. It needs you. Not just when there's an election, not just when your own narrow interest is at stake, but over the full span of a lifetime. 
If you're tired of arguing with strangers on the internet, try to talk with one in real life. If something needs fixing, lace up your shoes and do some organizing. If you're disappointed by your elected officials, grab a clipboard, get some signatures, and run for office yourself. Show up, dive in, persevere. Sometimes you'll win, sometimes you'll lose, and there will be times when the process disappoints you. But for those of us fortunate enough to have been a part of this work, to see it up close, let me tell you, it can energize and inspire. And more often than not, your faith in America and in Americans will be confirmed. Mine sure has been. That faith I placed in the power of ordinary Americans to bring about change, that faith has been rewarded in many ways I couldn't possibly have imagined. That's why I leave this stage tonight even more optimistic about this country than I was when we started. I know our work has inspired so many Americans, especially so many young people out there, to believe you can make a difference, to hitch your wagon to something bigger than yourselves. This generation coming up, unselfish, altruistic, creative, patriotic, you believe in a fair, just, inclusive America. You know that constant change has been America's hallmark, something not to fear, but to embrace. And you are willing to carry this hard work of democracy forward. You'll soon outnumber any of us, and I believe as a result that the future is in good hands. For now, whether you're young or young at heart, I do have one final ask of you. I'm asking you to believe not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. I'm asking you to hold fast to that faith written into our founding documents, that idea whispered by slaves and abolitionists, that spirit sung by immigrants and homesteaders and those who marched, marched for justice, that creed reaffirmed by those who planted flags from foreign battlefields to the surface of the moon a creed at the core of every American whose story is not yet written. Yes, we can. Marginal Wisdom by Leslie Takahashi. They teach us to read in black and white. Truth is this, the rest false. You are whole, or broken, who you love is acceptable or not. Life tells its truth in many hues. We are taught to think in either or, to believe the teachings of Jesus or the Buddha, to believe in human potential or a power beyond a single will. I am broken or I am powerful. Life embraces multiple truths, speaks of both and of and. We are taught to see in absolutes, good versus evil, male versus female, old versus young, 
gay versus straight. Let us see the fractions, the spectrum, the margins. Let us open our hearts to the complexities of our worlds. Let us make our lives sanctuaries to nurture our many identities. The day is coming when all will know that the rainbow world is more gorgeous than monochrome, that a river of identities can ebb and flow over the static, stubborn rocks in its course, that the margins hold the center. America is in crisis. There is no doubt about that. No matter your political ideology, I think we can all agree that what is happening in America today is untenable, horrific, and terrifying. From mass shootings to hate crimes to children in cages, every day the news presents us with something even more terrible than the day before. But, but, hope is not lost. The people are waking up. We are marching, we are writing, we are speaking out, and we must continue to do so. We must continue to put pressure on the powers that be until change occurs. We must, the stakes are too high to quit. When I first started thinking about this service, I had intended it to be lighter. But it can't be. It can't be lighter. That's not where we are. And I don't normally speak extemporaneously from the pulpit like this, but I had to scrap what I had. Because yesterday I attended the ordination of the newly minted Reverend Christina Spouty, as many of you did. And I was so moved by what everyone had to say about the time we live in and what it means to be called as a minister, especially in the Unitarian Universalist faith. It means to put the mantle on, to take up that mantle of justice work, of fighting, the mantle that goes back hundreds of years. Ministers are called to do so, but no less so are we. Those were the words from yesterday. No less so are we. We as Unitarian Universalists must do the work for who else will? We lead the charge. This is my message to you today. Don't give up. Find the hope. Look for it. It's there. It might be a dandelion. It might be just a, a, a tiny little insect making its way in the world. But there is hope. Find it. Keep going. Keep going. Amen. What if each voice is connected? What if each sound moves into the middle? What if our boundaries fall unprotected? What is the answer given to the riddle? democracy you live in whose revolution is American who's gonna save us our freedom 
hard, the path is never clear, and the stakes are very high. Take courage, for deep down there is another truth. You are not alone. Go in peace and change the world. (laughs) 